Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Dear friends in Christ, there is nothing to be afraid of. I can't say how often I heard that phrase when I was a child or how often I repeated it to my own children when they were afraid of the dark or a playground bully or a first day of school. There's nothing to be afraid of. And yet, no matter how comforting, no matter how well-intended, that phrase is not entirely true, is it? In this life, there are many things that can make us afraid if we let them. World events can make us afraid. Our world is increasingly a dangerous and chaotic place filled with wars and riots and racism and pandemics and unspeakable evil and senseless crimes that can make us afraid. Financial difficulties can make us afraid. The COVID-19 pandemic has cost many people their jobs and many other people are asking, what if I lose my job? Will I find another one? Will I have the money to buy groceries and pay for my prescription medications? Or health concerns can make us afraid. Life can be turned inside out and upside down in an instant with an unexpected accident, an injury, or a medical diagnosis. And for many people, there's nothing more terrifying in life than the prospect of death. People who, according to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 15, all their lives were held in slavery, in chains, by their fear of death. Of course, not all fear is wrong. Not all fear is unjustified. God equipped us with an emotional response of fear to alert us to danger that surrounds us. And hopefully everybody viewing this this morning has a healthy fear of high-voltage power lines and intoxicated drivers and the spinning blades of a power lawnmower. However, a healthy fear becomes an unhealthy fear when it consumes us, when it fills our lives with gloom and doom and despair and the grim expectation of the worst that can possibly happen. This is the type of fear the Bible warns against. And the reason for the warning is very clear. If our lives are characterized by terror, if our lives are filled with hopelessness, if we're constantly afraid, are we not acting as if we had no God, or at the least, if the God we did have was weak and unreliable and unloving? What do you fear today? Do you fear world events? Do you fear getting ill? Do you fear terrorism? Do you fear being left alone or growing old? What circumstances are keeping you awake at night and robbing you of peace and ruining your appetite? Frankly, I'm tired of being afraid. Aren't you? I'm tired of giving fear a place in my life. I'm tired of lying sleepless in bed and reaching for another antacid and always expecting the worst from God instead of his very best. 
I don't want to negotiate with fear. I want to overcome fear. And in Isaiah 41, verse 10, and many similar passages, the Spirit of God tells us exactly how. To begin with, if you're afraid of something today, take your fears to the Lord in prayer and be specific. God, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid I won't have the strength to overcome this temptation. Because articulating your fears to the Lord will not only help you discern between real fears and imaginary fears, but it will give you the peace of mind and heart that can only come from God. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Do not be anxious about anything. He actually said anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Second, when you feel afraid, remember that God has not called you to live a life of fear. Far from it. Paul told young Pastor Timothy, God did not give us a spirit of timidity. That's cowardice or fear, but rather a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And the Greek word in that verse for power, it's pronounced dynamis, is the source of our English word dynamite. The dynamite, the power of the Holy Spirit working through his word and taking away all our fears. Did you know that the phrases... Do not fear, do not be afraid. Similar words occur no less than 325 times in the scriptures. I wonder if God may be telling us something. In a real sense, do not fear is the essence of the gospel message. On the night in which our Savior was born, when the skies over Bethlehem rent asunder with angelic songs, The angel told the frightened shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And he, above every other reason, is the reason for not being afraid. When we read our Bibles, we actually find God telling his people, Don't be afraid, don't fear in the most unusual, every conceivable situation. For example, when Abraham was too old to have children and yet was promised a son, God said to Abram, Abram, don't be afraid. I am your shield and your very great reward. And when the Israelites were trapped on the shore of the Red Sea with Pharaoh's mighty army in hot pursuit, Moses told them, don't be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. When Jesus told his disciples, don't worry about the basic necessities of life, the food, the drink, the clothing, the shelter. He said, don't be afraid, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And even when the daughter of Jairus died, when she had died, Jesus said to her grieving parents, don't be afraid. Just believe, and she will be healed. Isaiah chapter 41 was written at a time of intense fear for the southern kingdom of Judah. 
By that time, the northern kingdom of Samaria had already been enslaved and deported, and now the kingdom of Judah faced the same fate. In fact, according to Isaiah chapter 36, the emissaries of the Assyrian king Sennacherib stood at the very gates of Jerusalem, shouting and taunting, Do not let Hezekiah mislead you. He was the king of Israel, of Judah. Don't let him tell you that the Lord will deliver you. Has the God of any nation delivered his land from the hand of the king of Assyria? But even then, as the mighty Assyrian army stood at the gates of Jerusalem, God said, Fear not, I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Third, when you're afraid, remember, Almighty God is with you. Yes, that God. The God who spoke the whole universe into existence. The God of whom we confess most Sundays. I believe in God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. The God who loved you so much that he sent his one and only son to atone for your sins. It's very true that in times of trouble we may wonder whether God really is with us. But we have his solemn promise. Fear not, I am with you. And then there's this, surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And then there's this, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And so we can say with the psalmist, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? What's your answer? Whom shall I fear? A global pandemic? A pesky dictator in North Korea? A problem at the office? Nonsense. Finally, when we find ourselves afraid, remember that God has promised to give you the strength to endure and overcome any burden. And you have his word on it. In fact, he said, I am your God. And he said, I will strengthen you. And he said, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Dear friends, when you and I make statements like, I can't fix this problem. I can't endure this burden. I can't deal with these circumstances another day. Do we realize that there is entirely too much I in those statements and entirely too little God? I will strengthen you. He said, I will. When did he ask us to find the strength within ourselves? So what have we learned today? We've learned that no matter what, God will deliver us. No matter what, God will strengthen us. No matter what, God will be with us. So can I ask you, do you believe that? Do you believe that God loves you with all of his infinite heart? Do you believe that God has all power to help you? Do you believe that God will fight every one of your battles with you and for you? bringing about a resolution that you could have never imagined for yourself. Do you believe that? If you do, why would you go on being afraid? Today, open your Bible sometime to Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, and read the verse. And then in the margin next to the verse, why not write this? October 9th, 2020. By God's grace, this is the day 
I stop being afraid. Amen. We sing hymn 427, stanzas 1 and 3. 427, 1 and 3.